Welcome to Intimacy Play, a podcast by Pleasy Play. We host open discussions with world-leading experts on couples, sex, and intimacy, so you can build a more exciting, fun, and intimate relationship. I'm your host, Michaela Silva. So, hello. Hello, how are you? I am good. Just to introduce you, Ashley Cobb is a sex blogger, a sex educator, and she's also a sex influencer that brings the conversation of Black women's pleasure to the forefront. I'm so excited to be speaking to you today. I'm glad to be here. Of course, but there's something that's really intriguing about what you do. So you are self-acclaimed sex influencer. What does this mean? What exactly do you do? Basically, um, I write about sex and I use my platforms to bring awareness about sex. So because I do that, I call myself an influencer because I use my influence to educate people about all things sex. That makes total sense. You know, you're not, you're not just a regular influencer. You're a sex influencer. I love it. Yeah. What was the driving force behind this mission to help Black women to find the ultimate pleasure and great sex? I felt like Black women, particularly, we are very reserved and we are not open to a lot of things. And I wanted to create a kind of like a safe space or a place for Black women to get their questions answered, to um, learn about new things without the shame that comes along with sex typically in our communities. Okay, so you think there's like a difference between the way that Black women and other women are open about sexuality? I think so, yes. And just from like, for, for example, when I attend swinger clubs or sex clubs, right? White women tend to be more free and more open in terms of sexuality. For us, even at a an event that's geared towards sex, we are very reserved. Like we're fully clothed. We might have more lingerie, but we're fully clothed. Um, we're not as open. So, yeah, so we th there are differences. I think it, it's a cultural thing, but we are we are not as open as some other people. Do you think that has to do with how people are raised? You know, the fact that maybe sex is not a conversation that is brought to the table early on, or is there something else around that? I think that's part of it. And I speak for Black women in the South, because I'm from the South. I'm from, um, and so in the South, you know, is very Bible belt and is very religious. And, you know, we, as a, in, as a general rule, sex is something that you don't talk about out loud. It's something that you just experience with your husband and you don't share any details. So that's part of it. That's a big part of it, I think. Interesting. And I think the most interesting part is that you state that your mission is to get people comfortable with talking about sex out loud. So why is this important? Because people who talk about sex have better sex. Um, I have found that a lot of times when it comes to sex or sexual issues or sexual health, we are suffering in silence because we don't talk about it. Um, there are other people who may be experiencing, you know, vaginal dryness or pain during sex or not having an orgasm. No, it's just a whole list of other things. But because we don't talk about it, we feel alone. But when you talk about certain things, you realize like, okay, 
you know, there's someone else who is experiencing the same thing I'm experiencing. So it, it creates this kind of community of where there are other people like you and you don't feel so strange or different because you're not. I get it. So talking about sex makes better sex happen. But yes. this is a very interesting subject. And what is great sex? You know, how does one know what great sex is? Well, I think great sex depends on the person. It, it varies. There's Because what I think is great sex, someone else may not feel that's great sex. So it just depends on what you like. So it definitely is a personal thing, uh, individual individual assessment of what you like. Um, overall, I think great sex involves making sure your needs are met, whatever those needs are, most of the time. Not every time, but most of the time. If you're someone who likes um anal stimulation so for you great sex would would have to include that most of the time so just whatever your things are great sex ha for you has to involve wh whatever your, your your vices or your your things are i feel okay so if i'm happy with my sex life then maybe i can consider myself uh in a you know, great sex mind state, let's call it. Yeah. Like, you know, because some people are happy with their sex lives. Um, and that's and that's fine. I, I am here for people who maybe want to explore something different and don't know how or where to go, or maybe people who are not having great sex and don't know how to how to fix it. Interesting. Actually, I have a very, slightly different opinion than you, which is that there are some people that might be happy with their sex life, but they could be having such a even better experience, but they don't know about it. Do you feel that that's true? That's true. Because you, you don't know what you don't know, right? So, so um, like, for example, the whole kink world, I am re relatively new to the whole kink world. Um, so prior to me exploring that, I was okay with what I was doing. So it wasn't until I started to explore other things that I realized, oh, I like this too. So now that is included in my sexual, um, I, I won't say appetite, my sexual list of things I need. That's included on that list. But yeah, prior to, I didn't know, I didn't know. So I didn't, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Can you share what pink world means? Kink. So kink, when people say kink, they're basically talking about like BDSM. So for a reference, I typically give people 50 Shades of Grey, because that's the most mainstream example that I know that everybody can relate to. So kink pretty much deals in that type of world. Um, and there's different types of kink. It's not all like that, but there's different types of kink. So exploring exploring the kink world for me was like, oh, this I like. There are some things on the kink world I do not like, but I did not, I had to try it to know I didn't like it. So. That's, that's a great vision. And I, I can see a lot of people saying, yes, you know, how do I know that I should try something if I don't know? Can you maybe shed some light on your journey or somebody else's that led you or that, that person to get to that point where you thought, oh, I should really try this. And that helped you in your sexuality. So for me, starting sex with Ashley, which was originally a blog, um, 
where I wanted to like, you know, talk about exploring, different, try different things. So for me, I just kind of started trying stuff because I had this blog and I wanted to be able to, you know, be help other people explore stuff. Well, I can't tell you to explore stuff if I'm not exploring, right? That's not how that works. So I had to, you know, get out of my shell too and try different things. Also, um, I'm very experimental, meaning I'll try most things once. And then if I like it, I may try it more than once. But, but you know, I'll try something, okay, to see if it's for me, not for me. Um, and then I can kind of gauge whether it's a thing that I want to keep on my on my list or not. So for me, that's how it started. It started by, I started this blog about sex and this, this about and just, just trying different things as a Black woman. And then I actually started trying different things and I would share those experiences with my audience and so that's pretty, I, mean, I still do that now. That's pretty much still what I do. It just does it on a bigger platform, but it's the same thing. I still try different things. I write about it and I share it with my audience, um, either on my podcast or either written form or on Instagram. And we talk about it. So that's pretty much the gist or, or the, the, the mission behind Sex with Ashley is to share my experiences about different things with other Black women. Interesting. So do you feel that those experiences have made you more, not only more knowledgeable, but more willing to try new things and to, you know, be more aware of what's going on and, and, uh, you know, wanting to explore that side of your sexuality? Yeah. Like I told someone, um, recently, you know, Pandora's box has been open, so there's no way I'm going back. So once, once it's open, I'm here now. So like, I know too much at this point. Um, so I'm, I'm not going back. <laughs> so it, it, so now it's just kind of what it is. It's, this is now the, a regular thing because I know too much. I've done, I've seen, I've seen too much to go back to just regular old vanilla six at this point. Oh, I love it. I love that expression. Um, you know, with Pleasy Play, I think we also open a lot of Pandora's box. So I think I'm going to steal that expression, but give you credit, of course. Yeah. Um, really good one. So with Ask Ashley, uh, you you also give tips could you provide us some tips on how to make sex better and even more fun for people in a relationship? So I do have a sex advice column. It's called Dear Ashley. And people write in and they uh, ask the cra- all the type of questions from like, you know, the latest one was this one girl. She was having experience, kind of like a sugar baby. I don't know if you know what a sugar baby is. Yeah. And she wanted to know, um, <laughs> should, should she keep doing that experience? So I have those high questions to people just trying to find how to have better sex. So um, typically I just, I would tell people, you know, you have to figure out what you like and what you don't like. There is a, I give people the reference. It's a yes, no, maybe like sex interest sheet on the internet. I can't think of the name of it, but if you type in yes, se- yes, no, maybe sex survey or something, it'll pop up. You Google it, it'll pop up. I know it. Um, okay. Yeah. So I tell people <laughs> that's a good place to start with you and your partner and you just kind of go down the list, check the boxes, you know, that are, that are, uh, that are appropriate or that fit you and then talk about the the ones that you check yes no and maybe for and, and explain you know why it's a no why it's a yes why it's a maybe and then you can start there that's a good that's a good starting point and then you kind of like can just explore from that point based on your your choices 
Interesting. It's you know you know what's interesting. I've heard about this from a friend. Just you've never heard about something, and then all of a sudden, when you do hear about that, you keep hearing about it. So I just heard about this list uh, last week, and now it's like the third time that I hear about it. So it's pretty cool. So you know, everybody that's listening, please research this. It's an amazing list that helps you to see how willing you are to explore different things or not. And it's okay yeah. if you're not. It's just you know helps you that helps you with you know having boundaries right. or saying, oh, maybe I'm actually leaning towards this. You know, let's try it. Right. You're right. Exactly. It kind of, it helps you to figure out what you like and don't like. And also taking BSM tests as well um, can kind of help you to realize what type of kink or if you in, in the kink at all. So I took a BDSM test. Uh, I've taken it a couple of times actually. Um, but it's pretty much the same thing. It's like, you know, I'm into certain things. I'm like, okay, some of the stuff that I'm into is not really surprising. I'm like, that makes sense. Some of the things I was out on it, I was like, oh, I never really thought about that. But taking those tests regularly helps you to kind of see, gauge some of the things you may or may not be into. Okay. Okay. So there are two types of tests, the yes, no, maybe, and a BDSM test that you can try. Yes. Okay. Perfect. I cannot not ask about what you just talked about. So the question that somebody was asking you, you know, whether to continue or not to be a sugar baby, how do you answer these types of questions? Uh, straightforward. I, I told her like, you know, I mean, you're getting paid and he's willing to pay you. Keep going. Like, that's not, let's not, let's not, you know, look a gift horse in the mouth at the saying goes. Um, if he is willing to pay you for your time, because, you know, Sex is, you know, it's work. And if he's willing to pay you for your services, keep getting paid. You know, make sure you, I mean, make sure you understand this is probably temporary and make sure you are putting the money to good use, but, you know, keep keep getting paid. Okay, so you give your opinion and if they like it, they like it. If they don't, well, they're false, right? Yeah, that's it. So I would like to to explore a little bit. What are the main things that you believe that can influence positively and negatively a person's sex life? It's a tough one, right? Positively influence being open. I think a okay. lot of people, and that's uh, it can be a, a plus and negative. A lot of people miss out on good sex because they're either closed-minded and not willing to explore. Like they feel, I don't know what they feel, but they just feel like, oh, that's not for me. But you don't really know if it's for you if you haven't tried anything. So being open-minded and being exploring things will help you to uh, learn what you like and and possibly help you have the best sex ever. I think that's the biggest one. Um, also communicate. People who don't talk about sex typically are not the ones who are having the best sex. Um, the ones who are talking about it and discussing it with their partners are the ones who are having, you know, the the better sex because pe your partners are not mind readers. So you need to be able to communicate effectively um, on what you like, what you don't like and how they can improve. Um, so those are probably the two biggest ones, I think. And is there like a big one that you, you know, I think about that influences uh, sex negatively or it's just the opposites of the positive ones that you, that you it's said? It's the opposite of those. Everybody who, everybody who has um, emailed me or written me about a problem is always comes back to they're not communicating. You're not talking about what it is you do like, or you letting people just assume that they can read your mind. No, talk. Communication is the biggest, is big. Talk. Talk about it. Yeah, because even when you talk, sometimes you actually surprise yourself 
that you're saying something because it makes you rationalize more. So you might be surprised with what you're um, asking to try or what you're actually saying that, oh, maybe that's like a hard no and I don't want to. Yeah. So, yeah. Communication is big when, se- when it comes to sex. Huge. And going back to the the difference in how Black women talk about that, do you think it's 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 a problem that also Black women have? So it's harder for you, for example, to talk about that. Well, maybe not now, but to talk about that. So is communication also something difficult? Oh, I think it's difficult for people in general because we're not taught to talk about sex. Period. It's not a thing that we're talk- we're taught to do. So something it's a learned behavior. Something you have to learn how to do because you're not you're not taught to talk about stuff and and then and a lot of people aren't taught to talk about their feelings period you know how you're raised i'm not taught i'm not i wasn't taught to talk about if my feelings were hurt or if you you know um i like how you did something it's i was kind of like you know went with it or let it go a lot of people aren't taught to talk about things so talking about sex is something we're not taught to do um so we a lot of us have struggled with that um so it's, it's a big issue but I also tell people if you're not if you're not someone who's comfortable because like I'm comfortable because I talk about sex all the time, so I'm comfortable now because this is what I do every day. Um, so people who date me are just is automatically something that they they know. Okay, Ashley talks about sex, so we're gonna talk about sex. This is kind of comes with the territory at this point. Um, but ten years ago, no, that wasn't that I, I was comfortable with doing. But there's like things like games that you there that they have now that help people who may not be comfortable. To, to have a conversation in a less intimidating way. So we actually provide one of those games with, with Plessy Play, you know, with the challenges of people being able to say if they want something or if they don't. And the other half being able to see that answer, it really sparks a conversation. Yeah, that's really good. Games are really important. And it's easy. It's a easy way to talk about sex without, you know, you know, okay, let's talk about sex. So, yeah. I just want to state something for the record. We are going to talk about specifically black people because that's what you're advocating to help uh, not not only black people, but everybody to have a more pleasurable uh, sex life. Yeah. And, you know, well, you know, over here in America where, you know, it's uh, uh, <laughs> racially divided. <laughs> so it's, a, it's a whole different experience over here. Um, and, I, and I think also, too, one of the reasons why I specifically target black women is because representation matters right you know there are a lot of sex writers bloggers educators who are white right it's a lot of them but i feel like for me i feel more comfortable talking about someone who i feel like has shared experiences with me and as a woman you know yes we have there are shared experiences that all women that all women have but as someone who is, you know, a minority or black or whatever, th- there are certain experiences that only someone who li- who 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 lives like me can understand and identify with. So representation matters, and so I feel that for me, one reason why I want to do this was because I feel like there was not enough black women in the field for other black women. So that was important for me. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Thank you for saying that because it really shows why you have that mission. And when you talk about representation, it just uh, reminded me of the blog post that you wrote recently that was titled Best Black Porn Sites to Watch During the Quarantine. So do you think that 
there is a misrepresentation in the porn industry on the approach that they have to black people or is it equal? I don't know because one, I don't watch porn regularly. So there's that. And then two, I only watch black porn. (laughs) So I don't know if I can um, give that answer like an educated answer because I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there is, Every it seems to be everything. There's some type of misrepresentation or something. So I'm sure there is. I I just don't know it's off of my head because I don't. I only stay in the black porn lane. Makes sense. sense. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Everybody has their taste. You know, I don't think it has to do with anything specifically. You know, like everybody has their kinks. Everybody right. likes what they like, and it's that's perfectly fine. So, but. The fact that he did a blog post, you know, it really makes me think that there maybe there isn't, you know, quite as a good or um, like a 50-50 representation um, on porn sites about this. So, And that post actually did very well. It got a lot of shares, which I was surprised about. I didn't I didn't know that many people cared. Um, and I was like, oh, shoot, we're at, you know, 50,000 shares at one point in time last time i looked on i haven't looked on it in a long time yeah people i i don't i don't know if it because this was I, I wrote that probably about a year ago this is right when quarantine had started and we were bored and something to do and and i was like no let's talk about porn because we at the house let's watch let's here's here here are the t- the the ones that when i do watch these are the ones or also i i uh surveyed some of my male friends um like which ones do you like guys and we talked about it so no, no. And I think it's, it's it's a great work to be done because like you said, you know, everybody has their own likes and everybody, you know, likes something specific. So if that's what you're looking for, perfect. You know, you have here a place where you can find what right. you're looking for. Like you'd have right. like the best BDSM uh, sites and the best, I don't know, uh, kink for feet. I don't know, whatever it is, Yeah, you know, it's perfectly fine. So as a millennial black woman, you know, after you have started this, uh, this, this, this work that, you, that you're doing, you know, being a sex influencer, have you seen changes in life around you and people around you and in the communities uh, due to the work that you're doing? Um, yes, I think I've had people who email me or inbox me regularly who say that um, they're thankful for the work I do because it has helped them to improve their sex life. Like now they are open to certain things that they want are open to, you know, they're able to communicate with their partners better. So I think, yes. And and then there, there are, since I've been doing this, I've also learned of other black women who are doing similar in the, in the sex lane. We don't do the same thing, but they're in the sex field. Um, and so I, and and more people are getting comfortable. More people are getting liberated, liberated um, in the whole sexual their sexuality. So I think it's changing. Um, you know, more more of Black women are opening up to exploring, and open up to learning things, and open up to owning their pleasure, and open up to being able to say. Um, it matters. My pleasure matters too. Just, just, just not a thing of who my. It's just I. I am not here just to make sure my partner gets off. I need to get off too. So yeah. I love that sentence. I'm. I'm so sorry that people are not seeing our our faces, but you know, I light up when you say things like that because. I think you have so many interesting. I'll, I'll call it catchphrases, which they're not, but that you create uh-huh. yourself. And yeah, you know, our pleasure matters. Uh, it does. So thank you for doing that job. You're welcome. So 
I want to wrap the usual podcast question, which we make to every guest. And every guest has a different answer, which is lovely. So how do you keep your relationship even more open, exciting, and intimate? I'm all for trying stuff. Anybody who's with me knows I to try all the things. Like, we'll try things. I'll do something. So I'm typically people I tend to date, they learn a thing or two because I'm, I, you know, this is what I do for a living. So I'm going to try something. We're going to do something that you probably never done before being with me. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I, I'm open to a lot of things. Um, so that's kind of how I keep it fun and interesting. Um, I also have, I'm not married, never been married. So I don't know how that would transfer over to like a, a marriage of like 10, 10, 12 years. I haven't done that. So whenever I do get married, maybe then I can answer that question from like a marriage standpoint, just, just from like a dating standpoint, I just try different things. And, you know, I tend to bring the people who I'm with, they, they kind of come all over to my side. If I can add on that, I am married for several years and I think it applies the same thing. You know, try different okay. things, look up different things that you want to talk about, you know, the communication part. So yeah, I think it's, I'll say it's still spot on for people that are married or it can be. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Ashley, where can everybody find you and know more about um, pleasure and sex and great sex? So my handles on social media on all platforms is sex with Ashley. So if you type in sex with Ashley, I will pop up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, all the things. The website is also sex with Ashley. Um, so it's, it's all the same name everywhere you go. It's perfect. So thank you so much for being with our, in our podcast, uh, Ashley. For everybody that's listening to the podcast, we're actually recording this live on Clubhouse. So we're now going to open for five to 10 minutes to a couple of questions, if that's okay with you. That's fine. Unfortunately, everybody that's listening to the podcast won't be able to listen to these questions, but we'll add them uh, written down so you can have a sneak peek of what was talked about. And that was Intimacy Play. We hope you enjoyed it. To find out more about Pleasy and how we can take your relationship to the next level, visit pleasyplay.com. Then also make sure to search for Intimacy Play in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found, and click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Pleasy, thank you for listening.